You're listening to Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Here, we'll chat about all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics in all honesty. I'm your host, Maurice Young. I'd like to thank Dram for sponsoring this episode. Their artistically simple packaging caught my eye when I first stumbled across their award-winning CBD sparkling water, Drops and Bitters, a woman-owned Colorado-based business that champions sustainability and doesn't formulate their products with so-called natural flavors, which, side note, can ironically contain synthetic chemical flavorings. It turns out it's not too good to be true. You can shop at dramapothecary.com or just click the link in the show notes. For a limited time, you can also use the code YHM in all caps for 20% off your first order. And now onto the show. Well, hello there and welcome back to another solo show episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast. I like to use these episodes as a bit of an audio diary of sorts. It's a way for me to catalog my musings, my thoughts, my feelings and observations. And today's episode is no different. Although the topic of today's honest conversation feels even more personal than most, I have always wished that there was more open dialogue around this subject. So I knew I wanted to talk about this more here on this show. The first time someone asked me when I was going to, quote, get to work on baby number two, end quote, was honestly when Milo was just a few days old. I was shocked then, and even looking back at it now, I'm still shocked. But to be honest, this loaded question feels like it's been aimed at my heart ever since. Not only is this question incredibly intrusive and insensitive to someone's personal fertility journey, and life experiences, and etc., etc., can also be extremely confusing to answer for ourselves, let alone the person asking the question. I've been sitting with this question for the last almost three and a half years at the time of this recording, and it has weighed on me. Oftentimes, it has even weighed me down. As a girl, I dreamed of getting married and having four kids felt like the number four was balanced and even and perfect. And at that time, I didn't yet realize that my idea of marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics was really nothing but a fantasy. <laughs> but, you know, that desire is something that I thought would hold strong. When I became a mother in April of 2017, my postpartum journey thrusted me into a personal development gauntlet, if you will. And those early postpartum days felt like some kind of sink or swim trial. Every aspect of learning how to tread water was arduous and solitary. I was met with so many emotional undercurrents that threatened to pull me below the water. And when I looked around for help, it felt like everyone seemed too far away to really lend a hand. So subconsciously, I found a way to protect myself from the sense of chaos that had encroached on my life as I thought I knew it. I began to close myself off to the idea of ever having any more children, and I would constantly remind myself of how hard things were the first time around. 
how unprepared I felt, how small and powerless and alone. Sounds weird now, but then I would comfort myself with the thought of never having to go through, quote, any of that again, end quote. So in the cold, hard, thick of it, denying the desire to ever have any more kids, it's kind of like it helps me tap into some long lost well of endurance that I felt I needed in order to make it through another day. Okay, I'll admit, I can lean a tad into the melodramatic side of things, but becoming a mother made me question everything about myself, including my values, my beliefs, my hopes, and my dreams. And I didn't know of any other healthy coping mechanisms for this type of comprehensive self-renovation. So I don't discount those old feelings and I don't invalidate them because they were real. And the things that I went through were real. But something curious has taken place and recently too. In all honesty, I never really thought that there would come a day where I could say what I'm about to say and mean it. But I can look back on that time now and I no longer feel the ache, the sadness, the despair even that accompanied a moment where I felt like I was being broken down. The other day, I had one of those simple yet earth-shattering epiphanies while I was just doing my hair and I realized I'm not that person anymore. It wouldn't be the Maris that I was three and a half years ago giving birth to another baby because, quite frankly, that Maris doesn't exist anymore. I've grown up so much since then, and the sense of unpreparedness that I felt has now been replaced with experience. The isolation I felt then has now been replaced with community, and the inability to articulate my motherhood musings has been replaced with a robust vocabulary and a voice that is willing to speak up. If I were to have another baby, it would be as this numerous. And wow, did this realization put things into a new perspective. I want to be very clear, this episode is not a pregnancy announcement, and I'm not sharing these musings as some kind of public hint about our plans to grow or not grow our family. But I do think that it's important for me to acknowledge my own struggles in even trying to decide whether my husband and I are going to stick with the whole one and done thing, or if we are going to grow beyond where we are now. It's a conversation that I'm also having with a few of my friends in real life right now and even some of my friends on social media. And it's hard. It's confusing. And I'm convinced that, like the rest of motherhood, there's really no one right answer to this question. The way I see it, there will always be reasons both for and against having another child. And each person has to make the decision that is going to be best for them and their family. And still, 
setting down the preconceived notions that I had about growing our family feels momentous, feels liberating. And I think in stepping away from what I now recognize to be a coping mechanism for having a really disorienting postpartum experience, stepping away from those preconceived notions is allowing me to see more clearly, to see the situation for what it is today, and not hold on to any grudges, any resentment, any frustrations, any upsets that I carried about how things went down the first time. Setting down these preconceived notions about growing our family has really allowed me to have more compassion for my younger self. And I think it's going to allow me to have more clarity as my husband and I continue to discuss and explore and contemplate what we really want our family to look like going forward. I don't know. I'm still in the process of figuring it out. But there is one thing that I know for sure, and that's that I feel that it's time to finally um, retire the, so when's the next baby coming question. There are just so many facets and factors and feelings to consider, and it's okay to have to think about that for a while, to want to reflect on that for a while before turning to the public and announcing what your family's personal plans are. So now I want to hear from you. What did your decision-making journey look like when it came to growing your family? You can find this episode's Instagram post and share your response there in a comment, or you can leave your response in a comment on this episode's show notes. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. And that's it for this episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast which means it's time for you to join the conversation. Share your thoughts on social media and tag me at Young Honest Mother. And then pass this episode along to friends and family who need to know that they're not alone on this journey either. Until next time, I'm your host, Maurice Young.